Hey guys, it's Kiki and I am here to recap season 12 of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I thought I'd pop in, give you guys little power rankings of how I thought each housewife performed. Y'all know this season was a mess, but this was a great season to me. It was very entertaining. Plus, I thought I'd give you guys a little present to tide you over until I'm ready to record my Love is Blind recap. Side note, I decided that I am going to just wait until the season is over to recap it because... The first batch of weddings just happened and the second half of the weddings will come next week. So once the show is over, um, I will come through and do a recap. I'm not going to do it episode by episode because there's too much trauma. There's too much mess, too much foolery to go through each episode. And I don't think y'all would really be interested in me doing that. I don't know. Y'all let me know. But yeah, we're going to come through and talk about this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and how it got the conversation started on Twitter, y'all. Y'all went after Andy Cohen and he even had to respond. So, like I said, let's get into the power rankings. Um, and there were actually 10 housewives on this season. So, I'm going to give you my list. So, get ready. Get comfy. I don't care what y'all doing. You know, y'all might be cleaning. Y'all might be doing laundry. Y'all might be taking a road trip. Get comfortable because I'm going to have some things to say. Okay, quick plug before we get started. I just wanted to come and put y'all onto this YouTube channel that I recently fell in love with. There is a woman on YouTube. Her name is Elle and her YouTube channel is called The Real Housewives Edit. And she is a professional editor. She's worked in TV and movies and she recaps like episodes of these Bravo Housewives shows and she recaps it from an editing stance. She will recap the music that was used, the shot that was used, the way people are dressed, um, when voiceovers are used. It sounds boring, you guys, but it is the most fascinating thing on the planet. And it will make you watch these shows in a completely different way. Again, her YouTube account is called The Real Housewives Edit. Um, it's a white lady with blonde hair. Her name is Elle. Hey, Elle. I love you, girl. Um, and she not only does The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, she'll do Potomac. She does all the franchises. And like I said, she doesn't review the actual episode. She reviews the editing behind the episode. She just did an edit on a segment on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion when Kathy came out. And it is fascinating. It is amazing to watch. So I just wanted to put y'all on to L <laughs> before we get started. Okay, so I'm going to start in descending order. I haven't taken any notes. So this will just be off the top of my brain. Um, and just my interpretations of how each housewife performed this season so coming in at number 10 it's gonna be racist ass diana um i thought diana was a flop she was a racist let's be honest diana was really too rich to be here um did not care about her whatsoever i do think it's interesting that dame dash's daughter ava i think she's his daughter with rachel roy is dating her son she made a little appearance Diana and Asher. Asher, girl, do what you got to do. Even to this point, I would still have Asher as a housewife as opposed to Diana. Um, Diana's just a goddamn idiot. She's too wealthy to be on this show. Uh, I do not like the way that she went after Garcelle. 
her launching this investigation to go into, you know, who hired the bots that attacked Garcelle's son with those racist comments. Baby, the call is coming from inside the house. Diana, you and your frozen face just decided to choose violence against the wrong people and only against people of color. So I thought that was interesting uh, when she made that comment on Instagram about, oh, it must be bad to be a black content creator. Baby, I was already looking at you a little sideways. You and your frozen face and your frozen lips had the audacity to try to come for people who were just pointing out the truth. You do look very different from your original pictures. The fact that Diana wasn't at the reunion, I think is very telling. She didn't go to BravoCon. I pray that she is one and done. We don't need her. She brought nothing to the show. It's just a disappointment. It's just a disappointment. Um, Yeah, don't really have much to say about Diana. I thought it was disgusting when she called Sutton the see you next Tuesday word. And Sutton, you're a lot better than me because the way I would have, when I tell y'all, I would have dove across all those people in Aspen to get to Diana and her wrinkled neck. Don't want to see her next season. I'm glad she's on her way out. And the fact that Garcelle won't even discuss her in interviews, I think is great. I think it's very telling that um, when she was at the reunion and that she sent Garcelle a threatening text message after her son had reposted a racist message that had Diana's name in it. She's... Girl, where do you get off? You tried it. We denied it. Goodbye, Diana. Coming in at number nine for me is very disappointing. It's the flop that is Cherie, Will Smith's ex-wife. Cherie was on Hollywood X's on VH1, and she had so much more character there when she was on that show. I think she had just married, like, a preacher, but she would still... She would curse somebody out, and I... You know, we were all rooting for her to be successful because we felt like Garcelle needed backup. Like Sutton would clock in for Garcelle, but we needed another black person to put these heifers in check. And Cherie didn't do that. She kind of sided with the Fox Force 5 and went out of her way to tell Diana happy birthday on Instagram. So I don't even know if Cherie and Garcelle are friends anymore. Not to mention, I thought it was tacky as hell when she went and put her name on Crystal's card in highlighter for her birthday. Very disappointed. Again, Cherie wasn't even invited to the reunion. It was almost as if she didn't exist. We saw Cherie in Aspen. We saw Cherie when they got back from Aspen, and that was pretty much it. So, again, I think Cherie is one and done. Um, I can't believe Cherie flopped this hard. I'm going to call her Floppisha. Cherie, you, you did not choose the winning team. And I'll be very interesting to see where she ends up from here. Plus, she got exposed for selling them damn AliExpress clothes on her clothing website. Tried to pull a damn Cherie. <laughs> Again, Cherie is my number nine pick for the Housewives ranking this season. Now let's get into the major main cast players. Coming in at number eight for me, I'm going to give it to Crystal. Crystal, to me, is just not a good fit on this show. Crystal can't keep her lives together. Um, when Crystal first got on the show, I was excited to see an Asian, you know, person on this show because I don't think we've ever had that in any of the Real Housewife franchises. Crystal obviously wanted to be with the Fox Force 5. I feel like they kind of rejected her that first season. Then she tried to, you know, start this beef with Sutton last season, which I love doing my famous impersonation of Sutton. 
let me see if I can do it because Sutton has Charleston ties. I think her mom was born and raised in Charleston, but she was raised, Sutton herself was raised in Augusta, Georgia. But the leather pants, let me see. Let me see if I can do a dramatic reenactment. Okay, so I'm going to be Crystal. Sutton, you're just jealous and you're just like weird. Jealous of what? Your ugly leather pants. <laughs> I crack myself up. Sutton to me is like Julia Sugarbaker, but I'm going to get into Sutton later. Um, but yeah, Crystal tried the beef with Sutton and then Crystal did something that was very problematic and tried to imply that Sutton said something very, very racist. We did not like that at all. Andy did not like that. Kyle did not like that. Kyle was on Crystal's neck at this reunion. And yeah, Crystal, you got caught up in a lie. You tried to imply something that I feel like Sutton probably did say something that can be misconstrued as racist. But you put 20 on a ham sandwich and we weren't having it. And they were on your ass and on your neck at this reunion. Did y'all peep the way Andy was talking to Crystal at the reunion? Like, so dismissive of her. And I'm just like, Andy, you never have that energy for the white ladies on these different franchises, okay? But we're going to talk about Andy, too. I'm going to give his ass an honorable mention because he will get dragged and put together. I feel like I gave Crystal the number eight spot because she was very open about her bulimia and her battles with that. Um... And that's not to be taken lightly. I just think it was kind of too little too late to kind of bring that angle to the character you portray on the show. And of course, I thought the way the group handled it, Dorit in her frozen lips gossiping about the fact that Crystal had expressed to her that she was throwing up. And when Crystal brought that up at the reunion, did y'all see Dorit's face? She was like, you were mad about that? Bitch, yes, I were. I was mad. You're going around telling the group because you don't have a storyline about my eating disorder like that shit was not cool Dorit period point blank but I do not think that Crystal needs to come back next season like I said it's too little too late which is a shame because Crystal's brother is fine as hell to me um every time he was on the screen I was like I I want to see more of you I want to see more of you I'd like to see it thank you um Crystal's husband who is very like entertaining but at the same time the age difference for me is something I can't get over. Like, and the fact that they have kids, I, mm, it, it's giving escort tease. <laughs> it's giving the age difference. It's, it's giving Tom and Erica, but it's a little bit more creepier because Crystal is a millennial. I, I, I'm just not here for her and hip hop rock, but that's neither here nor there. Coming in at number eight was Crystal. You don't need to come back next season. At number seven, I have Dorit. Dorit gave us nothing this season. Dorit, she tried to speak up at the reunion, but Dorit, baby, why were you here? And it was giving the fashions that she wore at the reunion, it was giving foreclosure. Dorit's big storyline was her getting robbed this season. And I really wanted to delve deep into this and talk about this because... I was like, I'm going to wait for it to happen on the show before I give my real opinions. Because when the news broke, this was after, right after the last reunion where Dorit had yelled at Garcelle and Twitter was on her neck. Twitter was calling for her to be fired. Twitter was calling her racist. And all of a sudden, miraculously, Dorit's house got 
robbed and broken into and she had a gun put to her head pk wasn't there now if y'all ask me my honest opinion i do think the robbery was a setup i'm so sorry but i mean it the the writing was on the wall like i just don't believe that it was a true robbery the fact that the robbers just like took their sweet ass time entering the house they took their sweet ass time leaving the house the fact that they left her phone at the gate. What robbers are going to leave your phone for you? Those were the most polite robbers on the planet. And what really gave me the reason to side-eye PK and Dorit is like, she was on camera literally within the next 24 hours of this happening. Dorit was on camera. PK was on camera because he was not home when the robbery happened. And Dorit left her children to come film this scene at Kyle's house. It was just very, I don't know you guys. And I'm gonna let you guys know, when I was 16, I had a very traumatic home invasion experience just like that. Um, To not delve too deep into it, my brother and his friend were robbed on their way home. Um, They put his friend in the trunk of the car. They, I was 16 when this happened, so I was in high school and they, put a gun to my brother's head and told him to take him to our house so that they could rob our home because we lived in a quote-unquote white neighborhood at the time and I'll never forget it I was in bed back then I was a light sleeper and I kind of woke up because I heard like some whispering going on and I'm like who's up at one in the morning whispering and I just remember hearing my dad being like what are you doing And the robbers had a gun to my brother's back and they had told him to go into my parents' bedroom to go so they could rob. And I guess when my dad woke up, they scared, he scared the robbers off and they pushed my brother into the bedroom and a gun went off. The robber's gun went off and they flew. They ran out of the house. And I just remember thinking in that moment, I don't know who's been shot. I don't know what's going on. To wrap it up into a nice bow, nobody was hurt, nobody was shot, but that shit, and my brother's friend who was in the trunk, he actually escaped and was able to run to our house, and yeah, it was a whole thing. Never found out who robbed them, but like, that type of invasion, when you have, when you are the victim of a home invasion, when I tell y'all I was 16, I could not go to school the next day, I could not sleep, I think that started my insomnia issues, I could not sleep without my mom being somewhere near me like it was a very traumatic experience especially to think that someone in the house could have gotten killed regardless so I say all that to say I'm not just saying I think Dorit's robbery was scammery because I'm just a viewer watching it on tv I say that to say that I had been through the exact same thing and there was I couldn't even go to school for the next two to three days and I was a 16 year old Dorit is a grown woman (laughs) and was able to leave her children at home and come to Kyle's house to film for this show. I was just like, what? And I even think up until that point, her contract had not been fully renewed yet. But y'all, I say all that to say, Dorit, it's giving scammery and you need more people. We do not believe you. Dorit brought absolutely nothing to this season. Um, I also think that she does not need to come back next season or if she doesn't come back at least reduce her to a friend of but Dorit 
nobody was really buying the robbery storyline and other than that like I said she had nothing going on and that's where part of me feels bad because I feel like okay if this was a setup and she if this was not a setup and she really was traumatized that's probably why she had nothing else to give this season but yeah Dorit you brought absolutely nothing coming in at number six is Scamica Jane Erica Jane's behavior this season was very shameful it was very I don't give a fuck about nobody else fuck them kids fuck them victims it's about me um Erica has this Erica is a very false person to me like when she first came on the season she was the doting wife who just happened to be a pop star then the next season she was a pop star and then she became this ice queen that never showed emotion so when the shit with Tom went down and we were kind of looking at Erica sideways when the receipts showed that he was stealing his damn money to funnel her lifestyle and funnel her decrepit music career Erica became the villain and she tapped into being the villain and I just think Erica's really fake and the fact that last season she went after Sutton because Sutton was the only one with the balls to come at Erica with the receipts like girl you about to have us all in trouble like what is the truth hashtag Ayanla I feel like the season Erica was putting on I'm gonna be a drunk as my storyline so that y'all can't come for me for nothing else where she started to lose it is when she told Jax to get the fuck out of here Garcelle you are a better woman you are a better Sagittarius than me like I said, because the way I would have jumped across and strangled Erica. And if you guys listened to the last episode that Ashley and I recorded, I was saying, you know, of course it's easy to say if I was Garcelle, if I was, but the fact of the matter is Garcelle has to react in a certain way so that these people who do not want to see her on the show, namely the racist, don't have a reason to come after her. Um, Erica, your behavior was shameful, especially when she told Crystal to take laxatives and to not eat a chicken wing if she has an, eat, an eating disorder or a chicken strip or a chicken finger. Erica, you fake as hell, bro. You fake as hell. You're getting older. Um, we know you need a new sugar daddy, but Erica brought nothing to this season except being a drunk, hot mess. She tried it going up against Big Kathy and Kathy swiftly denied it. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Kathy later. Um, But Erica was really just in cahoots with Rena to take down Kathy. And the fact that they thought the storyline was going to go a certain way. um, And the fact that it did not made Erica and Rena look so desperate and so conniving. And I really don't see how Kyle can call Erica a friend. Especially after Aspen where she was just basically telling him, y'all can stop trying to make me feel guilty about the victims. I don't give a fuck. I am a little disappointed that Erica and Garcelle did not get a chance to be friends, but Erica doesn't want to be friends with Garcelle because Garcelle going to call you out and she's going to check you. So yeah, do I think Erica needs to come back next season? Yes, because what the hell is she, else is she going to do? I mean, the girl needs a paycheck. Mama needs a chicken wing. Next, coming in at number four is the villain we love to hate, and that's Lisa Rinna. Lisa, much like Dorit, did not have a storyline. I'm so you know my condolences to her losing her mother but have y'all noticed the past three seasons lisa has no major storyline lisa was unhinged this season and i can recognize that she was grieving but lisa is a conniving 
backpedaling little bitch. And the fact that her social media, like Andy said, was a mess, like her trying to be this bad bitch and coming for the Dubai ladies, like y'all need somebody to watch y'all show, you hose this and you hose that. Lisa, you're not that girl. You will never be that girl. You and your lips will never be that girl. So the fact that you had that energy for the Real Housewives of Dubai, the brown girls, but you could never keep that same energy for Garcelle, that lets me know what I need to know about you. Um, and y'all know how the story goes. Garcelle and Lisa Renna was going at it on social media. Well, not really Garcelle. Lisa was going against Garcelle every chance she had on social media. Lisa was bullying Sutton this entire season. But then it was the, oh, well, I'm grieving. And, you know, Lo- Lois, girl, get out of here. Um, I think Lisa thought that her tapping in into this bad bitch that she wanted to be, that she pretends to be, was going to work in her favor. And the fans ate her up. When I saw that she got booed at BravoCon, I was like, exactly. Like, you can't keep doing these, doing and saying these things. Like, it's kind of like Erica. You want to tap into being the villain, but then when you get the real world reaction, it's, oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, I'm just doing my job. But it's like, girl, we watch these shows to not watch you be a bitch. We watch you to be entertained and the fact that you go after people unhinged that's not entertaining like you're damn near 50 I'm gonna need you to hang those lips up and actually contribute to this show in a positive way like and from a little birdie told me that she actually left she was there for like day one of BravoCon but she left after um I think she was trying to promote Runner Beauty and like Bravo was like, no, you can't really have a booth. It was something to that effect, but Renner did not stay for BravoCon. So um, I think the writings on the wall, y'all saw her not taking any fucking accountability at the reunion. I think I want to say that Renner will not be coming back this next season for season 13. And here's why I think that. She has gone up against Andy. She's gone against production because she claims, one, that she brought more receipts that were not shown at the reunion. Two, she has been saying that they never really showed enough of Lois and she felt hurt by that. We didn't really see her address that or Andy address that in reunion. But the fact that she has now, within recent days, been talking a little bit more shit about Andy. Like, no, Andy didn't let me do this. So Andy has been going to... Andy has been having to go back and clarify a lot of things that Lisa has Lisa Renna has said. So it lets me know that he could take her a lever. Now, I think we need a villain like Lisa Renna so we can tear her down and get her together. <laughs> like I'd be upset if she went, but I feel like with Dorinda, she needs a pause. She needs a pause and she needs to realize that you can't say or do these hurtful things and kind of get away with it. The way that she was gunning for Kathy Hill in reminded me of the way she was going for Lisa Vanderpump. Like, the thing with Kathy is, I totally believe everything that Erica said, Kathy said that night. I do believe that Kathy had a meltdown, but I think that, like I said, they were banking on the fact that Kathy had a homophobic slur said because when y'all remember when that story came out that's all that we kept hearing we heard two things that Kathy had a homophobic slur and that she had said something to the effect that could be racist so I think Lisa 
and Erica, while filming, ran with the notion that this was going to get exposed. Because remember, this happened right... This was in Aspen after Erica said she didn't give a fuck about the victim. So I think it was damage control. I also thought that they thought Bravo would take their side and kind of have receipts and audio and, you know, video. But when... From what I hear, Kathy hit Bravo with the cease and desist. So all of that was weirdly edited out this season. So now it just made Lisa and Erica look crazy and it made them look very conniving. So it made them look dumb in the end. And we never got to see all those receipts that Lisa said she had on Kathy. So it it was just a bad look for Lisa too. And the fact that you and Erica want to go and post a picture with racist ass Diana girl, the writing's on the wall. You're on the way out. Um, did I say that Lisa was my number four? Cause she was number five, but yeah, um, the hatred that I see people have for Rena, I feel like if you want to tap into being the villain, if you want to be the bad guy, you got to accept all that comes with it. So I know last week she deleted her Twitter. Um, y'all know she's a post and deleter. I cannot stand that. Like if you're going to post something, stand 10 toes on it, stop this, all this deleting shit since you wanted to have that much energy. But yeah, I don't, I do not think Lisa is coming back. So if she does leave, I'm going to give you the number five spot, Lisa. I'm going to give you number five and a half and I'm going to give your lips number five. How about that? Coming in at number four for me is Kyle. Kyle pissed me off this season because Kyle instigated and stirred the pot on a lot of shit. She definitely instigated with Sutton and Lisa Renna, especially when she knew Lisa Renna was kind of bullying Sutton. Uh... And then the thing that pissed me off about Kyle is she got Mauricio to go in on the instigating and the shit starting. And that was just like, girl, Mauricio used to be my finest husband, but you know what? He's been dropped. The thing that Kyle did that was the most infuriating thing to me and the most disgusting thing to me is the scene with her, Dorit, PK, and Mauricio laughing at the fact that Erica told Garcelle's son to get the fuck out of here. When I tell y'all, and Bravo knew what they were doing. They wanted to paint Kyle in a bad light because if you guys go back, Bravo was releasing sneak peeks of the episodes before they aired. And when they dropped that sneak peek, like the weekend before that episode aired, it had Twitter in an uproar. People were very upset. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was trending. And Kyle even felt the need to hop. I think Kyle was doing like an Amazon interview you know how they go and sell shit on amazon she even had to stop the interview and was like hey y'all i know um y'all seen the sneak peek that bravo put out but please know that i've reached out to garcelle and i've apologized and i am embarrassed and kyle's favorite line is you know i'm still a work in progress sis you 50 what the fuck was so funny about that but when lisa renna and kathy go after your ass you want to sit at the reunion and hyperventilate and turn red and <laughs> andy i gotta go i can't stay here for the t-. get out of here get out of here i have been waiting for the fox force five to turn on each other and like i said earlier the way lisa renna and erica were coming after kathy because they thought the story was going to go a certain way it brought me joy to see kyle squirm and to see kyle be uncomfortable because the writing's on the wall. Kyle would rather have Lisa, Erica, and Dorit as her friends than take up for her own flesh and blood. It's apparent. It's apparent. We can no longer deny it. So, um, and I didn't really like the way that Kyle was manhandling Sutton and automatically taking Diana's side. Like, 
girl, like Kyle be stabbing Sutton in the back to her front and never gets called out on it. And I love that Sutton at the reunion kind of stood up for herself. I'm like, Kyle, like, how you gonna call yourself my friend, but you did X, Y, and Z? Um, yeah, Kyle. <clears throat> Kyle, of course, is gonna <laughs> that was me blowing a raspberry, like <clears throat> you suck. Kyle's definitely gonna come back this season because after Vanderpump left, Kyle is in that role of moving storyline along we saw Garcelle kind of do that and team up with Kyle and move you know kind of instigate and pot stir but Kyle is not subtle about it she just goes out of her way to do it and one thing I realized about Kyle this season is she loves being on this show she hates the shit that comes with it but she loves having the attention on her and I guess because you know Kathy went and married a Hilton and Kim was the actress of the family and the way her mom big Kathy used to pit them all against each other this is Kyle's bread and butter and you know she is not gonna let Nan family member Nan's sister come in the way of her being the star of the show and that's really what she seeks so Kyle your slip was showing this whole season I did not feel sorry for you on part three of the reunion where you was crying goddamn she needed a a damn air tank (laughs) a breathing ventilator because this is what you choose you choose to let these ladies talk crazy about your family and then you want to go run and cry when Kathy decides to not speak to you for moments of the time like I do not feel sorry for you and I'm glad Garcelle chewed your ass up when you was trying to co-sign with Diana about her name being included on that social media post like girl you should have just sat there and ate your food. Also, I 100% believe the rumors that Dorit and Mauricio will be getting it in. <laughs> because the way Kyle came to the reunion dressed as Dorit, y'all can't tell me otherwise. All right, so now we're going to get into our top three power rankings. You guys obviously know who it is because I have not listed them. But I'm going to give the number three spot to Kathy Hilton. <sighs> I'm kind of mixed on Kathy as a character on this show because I feel like her first season when she officially signed on, I think the Bravo fans were giving her way, way, way too much. Y'all like, oh, Kathy's iconic. Ooh, hunky dory. She's the moment. She's an icon. She's a legend. All Kathy did was be basic and y'all went up for it. And by y'all, I mean the white fans. Y'all know the fans have taken the gay vernacular and the queen and the iconics and they hype and boost it up and I'm like Kyle barely wanted Kathy to be on this show Kathy gave low effort her first full season on this show so when it came out that Kathy was holding up negotiations for a bigger paycheck I was like see look like look what y'all done started she done thinking she is the moment the icon and Bravo was going back and forth with her and I'm like Kathy, you are already rich as hell. You're wealthy. Why do you need so much money to come back here and put on some slippers? But what I peeped and what I clocked is much like her daughter Paris, they play into these characters of their public persona. So Kathy saw that it was popular, that she was kind of aloof in this kind of dumb character, and she wanted that to be showcased this season. So that's exactly what she did. Little did she know, you know... (laughs) Lisa Rennett and Erica which I do think they were jealous of her popularity they were gonna be on her ass so with the whole Aspen thing like I said earlier I do believe that Erica what Erica said she did use a slur I just think that they did not think that Kathy was going to stand up for herself when that shit happened in Aspen 
in real time and I was watching it on social media like her text she didn't even text her husband she put in the comments of an ex Instagram like Rick come get me out of here I was like y'all what's going on with Kathy and then when the news came out that she had an emotional breakdown yeah um here's what I think I think Kathy put a cease and desist to Bravo and was like if y'all allow Lisa Renna or Erica to say these slanderous things about me on this show I will sue you guys and I think that's exactly what happened it was just if you watch the season of when that stuff happened and the way the cast was acting after the fact it was a stark shift and a stark change and um I, I think Kathy lawyered up and I think she tried it <laughs> so when she came to the reunion she was gonna prove that Lisa Renna was going after her for no reason she was going to prove that Kyle was not a loyal sister and that's why I have no sympathy for Kyle and all that crying and hooping and hollering she was doing because it's like the old the age-old adage of I can talk shit about my family but you cannot to allow your friends to come in and attack your sister and did y'all peep in the season finale where Erica put Kyle off she was like you and I had a conversation and you said that you were happy that Kathy had this breakdown because now other people got to see the way she treated you. Kyle was like, hold up, hold up. That was a private conversation. I didn't want you to mention that in front of the group. So Kyle missed me with all of that. You wanted Kathy to get exposed as this hateful person. And she did. But what Rena and Erica failed to realize is with this whole thing and seeing the reaction that Kyle got from BravoCon, that made people stand her even more and like her even more. So I mean, she did come in and clear Rena on that reunion. She even gave a few stray bullets to Erica, okay? In the high girls, when she sat down, I was like, I know that's right, Kathy Hilton. Um, Kathy Hilton gets the number three spot. I don't know if I want her back next season because I'm over the sister drama. Y'all better bring Kim to tag team with her. If y'all don't bring Kim Richards with her, I don't wanna hear it. Coming in at number two, and this was a tough decision, it's gonna be Miss Sutton. Miss Sutton, Sutton Strachey carried this season on her goddamn back, her front, her neck, those skinny ass legs. Sutton was my MVP of the season because when Sutton first came on this show like two seasons ago, I did not like Sutton. I thought she was a snob. I thought she was so pretentious and so stuck up. Um, but this season, you know, last season, Sutton. I really became a fan of Sutton because she was the only one to kind of look at Erica like when the shit went down with Tom like okay but you're saying this happened but x y and z over here she was the only one who had balls to question Erica and not just be like oh poor Erica and the fact that they let Erica just bully Sutton nonstop, and Sutton was like you know what you're not gonna talk to me like you motherfucking crazy bitch you a broke bitch and you cannot compete with me <laughs> That's what I really wanted Sutton to say. But this season, after watching them, the first half of the season 12, Fox Force 5 went after Sutton non-stop. And it was very sickening to watch and to watch Diana chime in with her frozen face. Sutton was the subject of conversation. And I think the reason that they went after Sutton so much is that they saw how popular Sutton was with the fans because... Aren't we all a little sudden? We're weird, we're awkward, we don't always say the right things, but to have people hold that over your head continuously and 
think that they can just speak to you any type of way because you're not going to pop off and you're not going to talk back. No, Sutton find her voice this season and I love that for her. Um, just the way Sutton was given Erica's broke ass, no energy. Remember the first two episodes where she apologized? Who was Sutton apologizing to? She apologized to Dorit for making that comment about her home invasion. And Erica's like, where's my apology? Sutton was like, you ain't getting one. Next. <laughs> I was like, exactly. Erica thought she could come in and, you know, kind of punk Sutton. Sutton was like, yeah, you're not getting one either, girl. You're not. You're not. I'm ten, to- I'm ten toes down on the fact that I do not give a fuck about you, Erica. Erica, mind your broke ass business. But um, to see Lisa Renna go after Sutton and... You know, like Sutton said at the reunion, you are definitely not a friend. I do not consider you a friend. The fact that you use me as a punching bag. And Lisa was like, well, you know, my mom died. And Sutton's like, girl, I know that. But you only went after me. And like I said, it's that bully ass mentality. Like people will seek out the one person they know won't try them, won't come for them, won't give them any static. And Sutton was like, I'm not going to have that. None of it. So I really did enjoy Sutton standing up for herself even against Crystal when Crystal was trying to put some shit into the the ethos about her being a racist like do I believe that Sutton has said ignorant things of course do I think she goes out of her way to be a motherfucking racist bitch no that's Erica and Rena's job um but Sutton like I said Sutton I hope you got a raise this season because you carried the show this season Sutton gets my MVP the way she went up against Diana the way she held Kyle accountable at the reunion. Like, Sutton is that girl. And I think it's time we start realizing that. <laughs> All right. So now y'all know who's number one. Y'all know who's number one. And that is my fellow Sagittarius queen, Garcelle. Garcelle went through so much this season. Um, and I, like I said, I, I'm never going to criticize the way Garcelle behaves or reacts when people come after her because it's so easy to say, I would have done this. I would have done X, Y, and Z. I'm never going to be that person to be like, Garcelle should have done that. I think the way Garcelle has carried herself this season, impeccable, impeccable. Garcelle knew when to speak up. She knew when to hold people accountable. She knew when to move storyline along. She knew when to instigate. She knew how to be messy. Garcelle, to me, is a great housewife because she understands the assignment, but she doesn't go out of her way to hurt people like Rena and Erica and Kyle does. She's just authentically herself. And seeing her having to stand up and be this, this voice for not only herself, not only for black women in a room full of white women or for, you know, in a room of people who do not look like them, but to stand up for her own child, Garcelle, like I said, you have the grace of a thousand kings and queens because me, Kiki, uh-uh, uh-uh. And I, I just think like Garcelle, I, I can't speak enough kind things about her on this show. This show has kind of, the tone of the show shifted the moment Garcelle got on. Because if y'all noticed that Garcelle's first season, none of the girls were talking to her. They were too afraid to say anything to Garcelle or even include her because they thought they'd be seen as racist if they even said one bad thing against Garcelle. And it's like, if you have to walk around worrying about your interaction with a black person being seen as racist, that has more to do about yourself 
than the person of color. Um, Garcelle's reaction when Erica cursed her son out, she said, that is not okay and you will not do that to my child. I love when Erica apologized in front of everybody because Garcelle was going to come at her neck and be like, listen, it's not okay for you to speak like that to any child, period, but you will not speak to my son like that. And Erica knew that Garcelle told her how the cow ate the cabbage because Erica knew if she were to put any resistance on apologizing on that we would have came for her neck okay so the fact that Garcelle I just wish the fashion choices could be a little better but the fact that Garcelle is just very direct she's very blunt and she's gonna say what the fuck she feels and these women like to walk on eggshells around each other and have these quiet alliances and Garcelle be like nah fuck that even in the situations where Garcelle may not have Sutton's back. She'll be like, well, Sutton, girl, you do be putting your foot in your mouth, girl. You are a little vain. You, you do be over-apologizing. Like, if you don't have a friend that's going to check you and correct you when you are in the wrong, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I just love Garcelle. I love um, how she spoke at BravoCon and how she was like, listen, I'm not even acknowledging Diana. I love how she fucking told Diana because Diana was giving a little obsessed and stalkerish on the Instagram and current always consistently mentioning Garcelle. Garcelle's like, girl, I don't be talking about you. Keep my name out of your goddamn mouth and leave me the fuck alone. And when Andy was like, well, how do you feel about Diana doing an investigation? She was like, okay. I have my own investigation into these people who said those hurtful things to my son and I'm going to deal with it, period. I don't have shit to do about what's going on over here. Yes, I, I, I stand Garcelle. I love her friendship with Sutton. Um, my favorite moment this season is when she bought that used Birkin. <laughs> because I too, you know, I am by no means rich, but you know, I don't got no kids and handbags are definitely my Achilles heel Y'all can ask any of my friends. If a case speed goes on sale, honey, if it's a bag, I'm going to get it. Um, but I know she felt that guilt of like, it's just kind of ridiculous that these women spend 20K on a bag. Like, I feel a little guilty about that. But I love that she got her bag. Another favorite moment of mine is when Erica and Diana were going to gang up on Garcelle. And they tried it and they got motherfucking denied. When Diana was like, oh, Garcelle, are you an alcoholic? Because that's what you've been saying about Erica. And Garcelle was like, no. Um, I haven't been saying that. I was genuinely concerned for you. And Erica's like, well, are you, is that genuine concern or is that to make me look bad? And Garcelle came back with the goop, the gag of the season. Erica, I don't have to make you look bad. You can do that all by yourself, baby. <laughs> and that's how you clear, bitch. Garcelle, she's a moment. She's an icon. She is a legend. If Garcelle had never came on this show, I fear we would have been in for more boring stale ass seasons okay garcelle single-handedly saved the show and much like sutton she carried the show on her back her neck her ankle her arms all of it um did not like the way that andy treated her at the reunion and y'all got in andy's ass so bad that he had to offer her a public and a private apology around his reaction to them throwing her book in the garbage I even had to come in for Andy Cohen's neck because um, Andy had said something random like, oh, send me questions for Below Deck. And I was like, why don't we send you questions on why you were so cruel to Garcelle when y'all were talking about her book being thrown in the trash? Y'all, I had to silence that tweet. I had to mute it because it had blown up so much. I'm not saying I'm the reason Andy apologized, but you know, 
I got Andrew Cohen together and um, he issued her a public apology on his Sirius XM radio show and he issued her an apology privately. So she said that Andy talked to her and they're cool and she appreciated the apology. And yeah, we too often we see Garcelle be treated a certain way, but Andy won't have that same energy for the other troublemakers on the other side of the couch. But anyway, Garcelle is my number one. I, of course, I want her and Sutton to come back. Like I said, they carried this show and their popularity on the show grows bigger and bigger and the other ladies cannot take it. And that's why I love it. So let me give y'all a recap. Number 10 was racist ass Diana. Number nine was floppy Shashari. Number eight was Crystal. Seven was Dorit. Erica came in at number six with her scamming ass. Rena came in at number five. Kyle came in at number four. Kathy was at number three. The number two spot I gave to Sutton in my top housewife ranking for season 12 of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills went to Garcelle. I am more than excited to see where the next season will take them. I'm hearing they will probably start shooting in January because usually after all of the reunion episodes have aired, that's when they start shooting. So, I mean, we're going to see if Rena and her lips are going to come back. We're going to see if Dorit gets demoted. Um, I know for a fact Diana cannot come back. Cherie, you don't need to come back. Crystal, I think, again, they could drop her to recurring, and I would not care. Um, the only ones I'm guaranteed that I know for a fact will come back are Kyle, Possibly Kathy, <laughs> Erica, Sutton, and Garcelle. So if Rena does not come back next season, the dynamics, or if she's dropped to recurring, even if Dorit, that Fox Force 5 or Fox Force 4, they're getting dissembled. So to see the dynamics next week and to see which side Kyle is going to run to, because I'm not going to hold y'all. I loved the last two episodes where Kyle and Garcelle were kind of teaming up, but I was like, Kyle, bitch, you should have been on this winning team. But no, we shall see. Um, Sutton was my MVP. Andy, uh, I hope you do a better job at the next reunion because we've been getting a little cross-eyed ass together. <laughs> I say all of that to say that right now, Beverly Hills was my favorite season. That may be taken over by Real Housewives of Miami. Y'all, y'all need to get into Miami. Even if you did not watch the original season when it aired on Bravo, the actual network, get into this season on Peacock because the mess, the real life mess that has been going on this season two of the reboot Miami, the Miami, it's coming for next. It really is. It really is. And I'm so excited. But thank you guys so much for listening. Like I said, I will record the Love is Behind season three recap when this season ends. Um... And that's all I got to say. Of course, rest in peace to take off. Y'all, that that shit right there ruined my whole day. Like, I even had to delete Twitter off my phone because that shit really fucked with me. So rest in peace to take off. I hope you guys enjoyed this recap. And I and maybe Ash will see you guys next time. Bye. Right. So when it comes to the Kamasabi. Kamasabi. Homosop, homosop, whatever. And we're leaving.